Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I want my land. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you together? go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel, and today we've got a couple of different things we're going to be talking to you about. One is a film called Pimped. Pimped, and it's uh, got a subtitle, To All the Liars I've Loved. <laughs> David Barker, you're the uh, the director of this film. You must also be the writer, are you? I'm, I'm actually, Annie, I'm, I'm one of the writers. So you're I one of the writers. With, yeah, I co-wrote it with Lou Mentor, um, who's actually uh, based in Melbourne. And strangely, we had, we never met until about the third draft. Really? We did, every, we, we did everything over the internet because I'm based in Sydney and uh, she was introduced by another writing friend. So um, we did this sort of like weird speed dating uh, writing <laughs> relationship via the internet. And uh, then we finally met and she's obviously a lovely person. Yeah, so she co-wrote it with me. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, that that actually sort of uh, adds a new twist to the notion of the power of the internet, really. It does. It was such a lovely collaboration, and I think I don't know. There was I've, I've written in a room with other writers, and that's a really productive way to um, you know to, to uh, collaborate on ideas. Um, but yeah, it was, so it was it was different being in you know a, a, a thousand miles away or a thousand kilometers away from each other. But it worked. Uh, it worked because um, I had a ten page outline, and then she wrote the first draft, and then I did the second draft, and then on the third draft. We actually hooked up in Sydney and had a coffee and chatted it through, and and now it's in cinemas. My God! Yes, exactly. It, it's going to get a, a, a release here in Melbourne on uh, March, starting on March the fourteenth at selected cinemas. Um, the uh, it's a pretty uh, compelling uh, concept, actually. This uh, idea of uh, creating a film around uh, uh, sociopathic male violence towards women, really. That's what it's about, yeah. really. <laughs> it, it, it is. It's, it's actually about two things. And the, 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 the film centres on Sarah, who's our lead character, played by the wonderful Alice Scott Lynch. A lot of people might know her from um, TV shows like um, Love Child and Chopper Underbelly. And, um, the Code. The Code, yes. Which and, was very uh, good, actually, The Code. It was, yeah. And... Crownies, which then became Janet King. That's why I first saw Ella was on Crownies, actually, when she really struck me as, um, you know, a wonderful actress. Um, and she played a lot of various roles, but she's never played anything like this. And there's a few surprises in store. Obviously, it's a thriller, so there's quite a few surprises in store. But there's something particular about how her character. And the other, the, the main central 
uh, theme in the film is about identity. And so she's struggling in and of herself. She's struggling with an inner demon within herself, and that's a catalyst for the entire story, really. And then she is, um, unfortunately, comes into uh, the mix with um, Lewis, who's our antagonist and who's not a nice chap at all. No, that's right. And uh, this is is, uh, a perfect uh, foil for... uh that notion that, uh, you know, when relationships go uh, very dark, that uh, uh, in actual fact there's some truth in the idea that you, uh, uh, the two types of characters attract each other. Yes, yes. It was something that sort of came up as we were developing the script, was that there were sort of parts of them that were very similar, um, even even though uh, Sarah is nowhere near as extreme and as um, uh, violent as um, and toxic as as Lewis, but and and then what we found really exciting about that, about that is you know that comes from I think you know the, the light and shade within us all, and and we all have darker impulses, and you know the idea of the shadow within us is something that we explore in the film. And what we've been getting um, back from audiences, because it's had a couple of screenings already and with Q&As afterwards, is that people can relate not necessarily to the heightened sense of um, um, the genre, you know, in terms of the violence, but they can relate to, I guess, some of the impulses. And so they're very human impulses, and especially for a woman in the lead character um, and what she goes through. And I can't, I can't give too much away because it, it, well, it's, it's a thriller. Right. Exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, we've had great response from females in terms of being able to relating to, I guess, what's going through her mind, um, and but not necessarily the way that it's um, it's uh, she goes about um, bringing that into her reality. You know, it's not a documentary; it's a no. genre film. No. It's heightened and it re-exploits image and sound to the nth degree. But there definitely is a connection there on a on a more human level through some of the impulses that drive her. Well, well did you find, um, well, you're a man, uh, and uh, but the issues of uh, uh, identity fluidity, in a sense, comes to the fore here. I mean, your partner in crime is actually a female writer. Did you find uh, that there were things that you argued about in regards uh, to uh, what this female character protagonist was prepared to do? Not really. Like, we had, we never, I don't think Lou and I ever argued about anything. I mean, we disagreed on things, but we, we felt like that, um, what generally happens on that collaboration is that the bad ideas just fall away because you're always, you're always throwing things down on the table. And that's the, I guess that's the beauty of, um, you know, trying to create something where you're going from things in your head that are a bit amorphous and you're putting them on paper. You just throw lots of stuff down. And, you know, some of the, things that we threw down on the table, even that in the first draft, you look back now and go, thank God we didn't do that. You know, they were maybe a bit too extreme or they weren't motivated enough like character. Yeah. So they sort of naturally fall away because they just don't... It's just so much about feeling. They don't feel right for that character and what that character wants. Um, but what Lou brought to it, obviously, being a female, is just that perspective, and that's why I wanted to co-write with, with um, a woman, was it, it just... You know, we fill in each other's blind spots, um, 
would she would actually give great insight into male perspective as well. And then sometimes I'd flip over and you know, so it wasn't just you know, I wrote the, <laughs> the men's dialogue and what the men did and she wrote the female. It actually worked the flip side of that a lot as well. So, yeah, because yeah. you know, gender roles are actually very prescribed by society. They're not actually, they have to be internalised. They uh, aren't a given when a baby is, you know, first produced. <laughs> you know, you have to, that, that was why I was brought it up really, because it's sort of uh, what we, the things that make someone feel uncomfortable are the things that are, are most uh, revealing about oneself. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, people, whether you're male or female, people will take this film through their own lenses, through their own history, you know, how they've been brought up. Um, and I think what's interesting about the characters is that, you know, we don't explain a lot of why they're like this. Um, it, or how think, they got into this situation. Yeah, but I think you can understand that some of the um, philosophising that goes on in the film, and it's, you know, it's not, it, it, it is deep at parts, but you can sort of see that, Obviously, that that you know, they've had some pretty um, extreme influences from people outside them in their lives. But um, yeah, uh, well, the whole, uh, well sorry, David, I, I was um, looking at your uh, CV. You you've done some pretty remarkable things. Quite besides this film, Pimped, which is as we've said, is going to be shown in selected cinemas March fourteenth. Um, what this business about. Uh, editing and co-writing um, The Edge of Democracy, which is a, an epic documentary for Netflix about the rise and fall of popular democracy in Brazil. That's certainly one out of the box. That's not me. That's not you. It's no, another person. I would, I would love to have that credit. <laughs> yeah, well, right. That, well, yeah. see, see the, the, um, the, uh, the wonders of uh, the internet... That just proves that the wonders of the internet are not as wonderful as people might think. But isn't that an incredible thing to have have have, have that as part of your tag? That, yeah, that's. Um, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I mean, look, someone to, someone with the same name. Yeah, I would love to have that that credit of the Edge of Democracy documentary, but um, not no, you. Well, not tell me. tell us uh, a bit about your background. Uh, well, I got through. I got into filmmaking through photography, and I studied um, at the Queensland College of Art. Originally from Queensland, now living in Sydney. I'm up here at the moment with the film. We're doing a few rounds. We had a screening at New Farm Cinemas the night before last, which was wonderful. We're following up with Q and A's, um, which are, which have just been so extraordinarily uh, beneficial for me. Um, and I'm, it seems like the audience is enjoying it as well. But you know, you sort of go into those things thinking the Q&As are going to help attract people because they'll be interested to talk about the film. Yeah. And what I've learned from it is that we're all learning lots about the film itself by talking and discussing about it afterwards. And that's just, uh, been, really, yeah. just been really amazing. Yeah. Um, did but, did um, you do yeah, so, screeners? I mean, did you get uh, before you did the final edit and stuff like that, did you actually get people to watch it uh, before you did the final cut? Yeah, so we've got a, um, you know, a small group of colleagues that, um, that that I trust, and so we sent it out, um, and we we got all internet over it again. We did a little online survey so people could just jump, click on, and just write their thoughts yeah. on. You know, we had like eight eight particular questions that we were looking at. You know, we weren't looking for um, you know micro level um, feedback. We were no. just looking for sort of stuff on a more wider scale, and uh, and then uh, the editor Marianne, who's actually my partner, who did a 
an incredible job. It's her first um, feature as well as an editor. She had a mentor ed- editor, and so he helped her a little bit just in, you know, honing some tightening some things up. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's just a massive team effort. And, like, you know, I can't speak highly enough of the people that I've just been really fortunate to work with on this. How, how long from the beginning to the end has this journey been for you? Well, it's been about six years now. And what's really interesting about when we started, we started writing, Lou and I, before the Me Too tsunami. Ah, and right, so, yeah. Um, and now we're releasing in the in the really I think in the middle of that um, and you know and well warranted sort of movement, but it's just so different than you know we we never thought about politics when we were writing the script because it's about a woman. It's yeah. this particular woman's story. It's not a story about every woman. You know, um, same with uh, uh, Lewis, who's played by the uh, enigmatic Benedict Samuel, Xavier's brother. Um, it's not a story about every man. It's just about these people. And so we never really thought about the politics much because it wasn't really on the radar. We just wanted a strong female character that could come back at some people that were trying to challenge her and, and people that abuse her. And, and so now it comes out in an environment where, you know, those things are getting discussed more. And so it's been interesting because it's not black and white, this film. It's not saying boys are bad, girls are good, you know, um, on the contrary. Um, but so it's just it's just something that just uh, created a really sort of uh, I don't know like a really sort of uh, interesting um, time and and that, and that stuff comes up in the Q and A's after the film because you know that whole sort of like guys that cultural shift within that that discussion of, of uh, equality and women's rights is now bringing is coming so much more into pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, as it should really. Absolutely. Yeah. And so where is it showing? Where's Pimp so showing? In Melbourne, it's showing at the Lido and the Classic. Yep. And it's also showing at um, Village at the Jam Factory. Oh, wow. And Village at Sunshine. So oh, we've got four really cinemas good. in Melbourne. Melbourne's been fantastic. In fact, it's got, we've got more cinemas in Melbourne than we have in any other state. So, um, yeah, so it's great to you know, have a chat with you today and get some, some coverage on it. It's really difficult for Australian independent films to get cinema spaces in the first place. And then it's really difficult to get awareness of that film over Captain Marvel, for instance. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and we're not—that's not really our audience, I guess. But you know, so we're, we've been really fortunate to secure some great spaces. And now we're just trying to get the word out there and and uh, maybe prize people off the couch and out of Netflix for an evening and go along and see um, see our film. Yeah, thanks very much for talking to me, Annie. Thank you for having me on your show. No worries. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. Transitions Film Festival returns to Cinema Nova this February with a selection of cutting-edge documentaries about what it means to be human. Featuring local and international documentaries, the festival covers social and technological innovations, big ideas and changemakers leading the way to a better world. 
Themes include art, activism, climate change, food revolutions, artificial intelligence and the future of our planet. Transitions Film Festival, February the 21st to March the 8th at Cinema Nova. Tickets from transitionsfilmfestival.com. A 3CR supporter. Yes, and as you've probably heard, because I didn't turn off the buttons, but uh, that we've got uh, Bruce Gladwin Gladwin from uh, a fantastic uh, film called Odd Lands, which is going to be shown on the ABC on Sunday. Uh, it uh, uh, comes from back-to-back theatre and matchbox pictures. G'day, Bruce. How are you? Good, thanks, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am just in awe of back-to-back theatre. I went down to Geelong and interviewed some people down there for the show a a while ago uh, before you actually made Oddlands. And then I went off to one of the theatre shows and I was just gobsmacked at how fantastic uh, your concept is in regards to uh, a theatre of disabled people who are right out there in front. Yeah, look, I, I can't claim credit as my as my idea or, you know, uh, genius. But, um, yeah, the company is built around a core ensemble of six actors who are all perceived to have intellectual disabilities or some people prefer the term neurodiverse. Um, and the company's been going since 1987 uh, and creates what I would describe as very idiosyncratic contemporary theatre and performs that work, um, you know, in festivals uh, with presenters, not only in um, Australia but uh, around the world. So, and the work comes from the actors, uh, and you know, we kind of make work in terms of a whole range of contemporary issues. Uh, works have been made about you know intelligence, about power structures. Um, uh, you know, and we continue to kind of make our theatre, but this this project, Oddlands, is a um, a set step sideways for us in that it's um uh, it's a, a pilot really for television. Yeah, I know what five oh. what a five part series is it? Well, we're we're hoping to make a six part series, and this oh, six would parts. Be, yeah. this is, this would be the first instalment of the six part. So we're fortunate to get some uh, support through what's called the Hive. Fund, which is a conglomerate of um, the Australia Council for the Arts, the Adelaide Film Festival and the ABC, and those three entities came together to give the opportunity to um, artists and companies that don't normally work in screen-based performance to create something for the screen. Um, and we made this film, Oddlands, which is uh, I would describe as a dystopian sci-fi comic dr- tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it is in, in uh, 2017, and uh, it took a while to bring it together. And this is the first um, broadcast of it. It's also been presented at film festivals, etc. In the in the meantime. Now, tell me, uh, you normally write for theatre, is that right? Yeah. Well, the the process we work collectively, the the actors and myself. Yeah, that's and, exactly yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but I'm not the sole writer, but yeah, normally we're we're theatre practitioners. So, so, so really... tell me what what tell me about how this expanded your mind and the wow. the actor's mind. Yeah, because it's well, pretty all, weird, isn't it? It's a very different medium, and you know how you hold an audience on screen is very different to how you hold an audience in a theatre, and 
So we had there's some kind of crossovers in the skill sets, and um, but we really had we're on a massive learning curve, all of us. Um, and you know, I think it's just it's one of these opportunities that really rejuvenates your kind of interest in creation, um, just because you're just really being pushed as an artist in different directions and also forced to undertake different types of collaborations. I'm just in awe of our um, local industry that produces television and film. Like, it's it's quite a small industry that people work incredibly hard um, and they're amazing collaborators and they have to be amazing collaborators because it's such a tough environment to kind of sustain a career or make a living within that um, environment. And, uh, and they're wonderful people and great creative collaborators and um, I think the actors and myself the company have been really enriched by the experience of working with not only Matchbox um, Productions but all, all the crew that we worked with as well on the project. Now there's um, two main actors from Back to Back uh, and I know there's a larger group of people yeah. who are part of the ensemble so uh, how did it come about that uh, the two that were chosen, um, how did all that happen and how does that affect your company? Well, um, Sonia Turbin and um, Simon Larty play the two leads of Death and Tam. And, uh, well, and we they're developed... just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And we developed um, the idea of the narrative and collectively. Um, and then we kind of really cast who we thought, you know. Um, We'd be perfect would for be the role. Best, you know, in, in, in mind that we're hopefully going to make another five episodes. So there's like, once we get to episode two, the world will expand a little bit more and we'll be more, more characters. And, you know, all the actors are just incredibly professional and their interest is in making great art. Um, they're kind of working in, in, to some degree in service to, to that kind of bigger concept. And um, I don't know, but this, this Oddlands is a story about um, two unlikely heroes, Des and Tam, who are kind of members of a clean-up crew in a kind of strange, dystopian, toxic um, wasteland, and um, and it just really seemed appropriate that Sonia and Simon play those roles in the end, and they kind of contrast. They kind of got a uh, kind of such a contrasting quality. Sonia is, a, you know, uh, a, a strong. It's got this kind of strong um, lesbian kind of uh, feminist ethic, <laughs> and. Um, and Simon is kind of like this very kind of contained, almost kind of like um, Laurel-like um, stick figure. Yeah, and like Laurel just, and Hardy. Yeah, like Laurel and Hardy. And they just kind of just, they just work off each other so beautifully. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I guess in some ways uh, the uh, notions uh, are informed by theatrical pieces like uh, Guildenstein and what's the the play about the yeah, big plays? Yeah, I know the one you mean. I can't. I can't. I, can't remember. Remember. I always the get the names name. wrong, but the yeah. yeah. And, well, uh, that's, you're always working off conventions that you've you know influences and elsewhere, and uh, it's really interesting. Like when we started this journey, which was probably in 2016, there wasn't such a kind of focus on kind of dystopian television or series or. And yeah, it yeah. just seems like we're just kind of venturing into something that just felt a little um, uncommon. But now, since then, there's just been so much in that genre and it feels um, quite odd to be now releasing it in this kind of bigger pantheon of dystopian sci-fi. Yeah, <laughs> no, fantastic it, as well. Yeah, know, no, it really is. It, it. It's like you're um, on a surfboard uh, and you're on a wave, aren't you? 
Well, hopefully we'll just see. Yeah. That's, oh well, that's I, the I, I, yeah. I, I, I found it absolutely, and one amusing, yeah. uh, and it was gripping because it actually the the denouement requires the next bit. So yeah. you know, so it's it's a, it's great, and people should uh, watch out for it. It's on Oddlands, and it's showing on the ABC on Sunday, and it's at ten p.m. But you can also get it from iView. That's correct, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for talking to me today. And, uh, and tell the people at Back to Back that Theatre that they're just incredible as yeah. far as All I'm right, concerned. I'll pass that on. They'll love hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, that's it for Showreel today. Uh, despite all the little technical hitches, I hope you enjoyed having heard, heard, hearing from some of the uh, fabulous uh, uh, feature, uh, filmmakers that uh, are our pleasure to uh, bring to you on uh, 3CR's Showreel. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.